Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host David. Say hi, David! Hi, David! What series are we covering this week, David? Oh, man, we are copping up something fresh, because we are talking about hard-boiled cop and dolphin. Oh, yeah, let's do it. My favorite kind of copaganda, the kind that's also... <laughs> about talking dolphins. dolphins. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> that's why Free Willy, they say ACAP at the very end. Yeah, exactly. You know, it took me way too long, because I saw it when I was, like, a little kid. Um, it took me way too long to realize that Free Willy is just, like, the dumbest pun ever on Free Will. <laughs> like, oh, God. About your Willy, your, your pee-pee. Free the willy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like free the nipple and free the willy. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was some free, almost some free nipples in the series. So, do you want to... Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, what a series. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And then, uh, Jordan, so who was the series by? Oh, the series was by a guy named uh, Ryuhei Tamura, or Tamura Ryuhei, depending on um, what country you're in, I suppose. And the run dates were June 27th, 2020 to June 21st, 2021. So almost a full year. This was a fucking long series, and we usually don't do this, but you know, you just you can't say no to a great guy like Joey, where this was 47 chapters. I think only Mitama Spirit Busters got like a longer run that we've done. Wait, how long was Samurai 8 or Robot Laser Beam? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, Robot Laser Beam might have been longer. We're going to check the records. I can check right, All right cool, cool, now. Cool. Uh, let's see. Robot X Laser Beam. It was seven volumes, so it's definitely longer than this. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. Never mind then. Was that like 60 chapters? 62 chapters. Holy shit. How did we read that? Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) And only half of it was worth reading. And Samurai 8 was 43 chapters. So yes, this is the second longest series I think we've ever read. How long was Spirit Busters? It was five volumes, so it was definitely about the same length. It's around that length, though. It is definitely one of the long- it's like in the at, at the very least, it's in like the top five longest series we've ever read on this on this show. Yeah, it's just let me see. It was 50 chapters. So, yes, actually, this is the third longest series we've read. There we go. All right. We got the official numbers now. Awesome. Yep. Hopefully less racist than Robot Laser or B. I was just going to say, you know, at the very least, hopefully it does not become unbelievably racist out of fucking nowhere like Robot Laser Beam. Imagine a character and he's like, all dolphins are equal, but some dolphins are more equal than others. <laughs> and the dolphin that said that is just like the most racist caricature of a black person you've ever seen in your life. His name is George Orlando. Oh, man, I don't even want to say what I think his name was would be, because that would just... Oh, I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, all, all right. right. Yeah, let's not get you canceled, bud. Let's not get me canceled. Anyway, you cool if I go into the plot summary for this chapter? Absolutely. Lay it on me, daddy Oh, yeah, baby. We're gonna go right on... Whatever, fuck it. Officer Boyle Samajima is a hard-boiled cop in a soft-boiled world. (laughs) After violating procedure to punch a hostage taker in the face, Samajima is reassigned from Tokyo to the far-off Ogasawara Islands. Once there, he meets Officer Yumi Nanase, who has big boobies, which makes Samajumi get a nosebleed when they break her shirt open because they're just that 
fucking big. On the drive to the station, she tells Samajima about a mysterious young girl named Chaco who was raised by dolphins and the cult who worshipped her, which mysteriously disappeared. Chaco reappeared a few days ago, carried on the back of her father, Police Lieutenant Orpheus, who happens to be a dolphin and likewise is a badass hard-boiled cop, Popcorn David. Orpheus, or Orphy, if you're nasty, is then assigned as Samajia's partner, and the two are sent on patrol. The two cops, along with Nanase, then confront an unruly driver, complaining about a broken taillight in his stolen car, while his friends livestream it to prevent police brutality, which is truly an evil thing to do to a cop. Yeah. Thankfully, though, as they drive away, Samajia and Orphy shoot out their tires to stop them from hitting a pedestrian, because good cops are quick to reach out for their guns. Samajia then bonds with Chaco, who tells him about pervy sea turtles and shoplifting sunfish. That's the chapter good old uh copaganda and uh i just <laughs> realizing the character's name is boyle just makes me think of brooklyn 99 so maybe that's the cover parody so yeah uh what were your first impressions david i really really enjoyed this series this is probably one of my favorite first chapters where i ha- i have some negatives for sure but the positives drastically over where like this art is very good it's got backgrounds yeah. which is amazing because a lot of the series we've read just don't the art i mean isn't the best art i've ever seen but definitely i think it isn't something that i'm going to be too concerned about the quality of the art it is extremely serviceable it does everything it needs to do it's not going to blow you away but it's very solid and it, it's just, it's very good for what it is I really just don't have any complaints about the art I assume consistency will be a strong theme of the art in this series I hope so I would love it if it maintained this style and this quality throughout the whole thing because mm-hmm. this is this is some solid shit exactly I, I agree I think it's I think it's very funny I think Samajima is a lot of fun he's just like this uh, cop who's like really into the dirty hairy stuff and he's really into that and he thinks it's just like so fucking cool yeah he's tried to trying to be that way and uh, the people his higher ups are like uh yeah dude this is uh who the fuck are you you're not in a movie this is like real life dude I really love that approach. I was just constantly making fun of those tropes. Like I also noted just Dirty Harry and he's like, I'm so hard boiled. My uh, inner monologue box is a blood spatter. And people are like, oh, why is he smoking? That's gross. And like, (laughs) he's not that cool. And I appreciate this as a series that actually is doing a parody in a competent way. Because as we've talked about, we've read some really just not funny parodies before. I do have to say, you know, we mentioned it was copaganda, and this falls into, like, this classic 80s style of copaganda, like, the kind where, I- I've said before, I think I mentioned it on the Tokyo Shinobi Squad episode, where, like, if you really want to get, like, an idea for how, like, conservatives view cops, just watch, like, every Sylvester Stallone movie where he plays a police officer. Oh, yeah. Because it's very similar. Like, the first scene that happens here, it reminds me a lot of the first scene of Cobra, which is a terrible movie that I I've seen too many times. Of course. But um, what this uh, uh, manga is positing, which is like the same kind of idea that you see a lot in these kinds of stories is like, man, you know, we really just got to have these hero cops who are like quick to violence in order to like, in order to save people, you know? Oh, oh, oh. We got to deal with, like, the pussification of the police force. Oh, man. And to be fair, there is also kind of, like, a difference between the Japanese police force and the American police force. So I am missing some context in some sense. Mm -hmm. Like, they mention, like, it's extremely common for Japanese police officers to simply never fire their guns, which is not something that you can really say about American cops as much. But it, it is an ideology that rubs me the wrong way. And I'm just going to say that so that I don't spend the entirety of the episode talking about it. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think we've talked enough about the copaganda part of it, and we'll see if it yeah. becomes a major issue. But so far, it's oh, this guy definitely likes his cops, but we'll see if it gets into really bootlicking territory. Oh, yeah, I am vigilant for that shit. But yeah, and then though, in terms of negatives, I I get the giant boobs thing, and yeah, it was kind of funny, but still like, yeah, you clearly just gave your excuse to have a very sexualized character. It's like, what's her name from Fire Force, where I guess the theme is that like, she's always in her underpants and stuff, but it's still like kind of annoying. Like, you can point out the trope, but that doesn't mean you're still not having this over-sexualized character. Yeah, and, and it was it was funny when it first happened, because, like, uh, she shows up and uh, Samajima is like, um, there's hard-boiled blood spatter on his uh, on his dialogue boxes. He's kind of like Deadpool in that sense, where he's like, he talks about his own dialogue boxes sometimes, and he's like, yeah, I got hard-boiled blood spatter. It's not nosebleeds, though. I don't, I'm not constantly thinking about pervy, dirty thoughts or anything. Mm-hmm. And then he just meets this officer with big boobs, and then she salutes, and Apparently, every time she salutes, her shirt just opens up. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then he's just like, um, you know, I'm not going to have the blood spatter anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also he just stops having inner monologues. I didn't notice that, but I think you're right. <laughs> I think also just nerfing was the whole car report thing was kind of stupid. Like, why was he like worried about reporting it if he stole the car? I guess it was so they could record a viral video. Yeah, it was very weird. It was just like, dude, if you stole a car, don't fucking talk to a cop. Like, avoid cops as much as you possibly can. What the fuck is wrong with you, you idiot? Yeah, (laughs) that just felt like the whole like video thing just felt very like added on like he just wanted to force a message. And that was like, it just seemed very weird. And maybe it was like if this chapter had only been 30 pages, it would have just been a stronger chapter. Yeah. And that moment is honestly what got me really worried about um, the ideology here, because it was very clearly a message saying like, yeah, people who live stream cops and goad them into police brutality are bad people. And it's like, well, I think you're kind of presenting it. You're very clearly attacking like a straw man here, man. Like this is uh, this is not great. But the actual execution is pretty funny i do also want to say i like chaco i think she's really cute yeah oh that was it i, I was waiting okay yeah 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 it's completely understandable um and then lastly though i think just i'm a little concerned about what the direction or point of more like porpoise of the series is because here's the thing is it seems to sell itself as a traditional like shonen manga not like a comedy series and so that's what it makes me concerned is that the series needs to have like a plot needs to go somewhere it can't be like high school family where they can just have 15 pages of jokes because that's just not the tone this series seems to be going for yeah the tone is a little bit hard to grok just from the first chapter a lot of it is just goofy silly stuff like the girl's boobs popping out. That was that was funny. Yeah, it was, re- it was really funny, actually. Re- really funny. But there are some more serious things going on, and I'm a little cautious about how these two tones are going to clash. I completely agree. Uh, what do you think will happen next, David? Oh, my goodness. So I think we're going to meet Poseidon, like the god of the sea. I think mm-hmm. he's going to show up and be a character. For the record, I would like to say that in the notes section, David wrote this as we meet Possessidon. Whatever. My next one is there will be shark people that are bad guys. Ah, and the racism to... metaphor. Yep. And then uh, finally, I think they're never going to explain why Orphe is just like a talking dolphin person. <laughs> I-, I would love it if they just didn't. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then how about you, Jordan? What are your guesses? 
Orphe is going to disappear and leave Samajima to take care of Chaco because I really think that this series is exploring Samajima and Chaco's relationship. I think that's the point of it. Like, all the promotional material just has them. Like, Orphe is nowhere to be seen. My second guess is that the cult disappeared because they all turned into dolphins. And my third guess is that Samajima turns into a shark because Chaco specifically mentions to Samajima, hey, you're kind of like a shark. Isn't like the kanji in your name kind of like shark, which it might be. I don't know anything about kanji. They could have named him something like to have made that joke work better, but it's like, you know, whatever. Whatever. Oh, you mean like boil? <laughs> I yeah. love that. They could have called him like, I mean, they could have called him Sharkajima. Maybe that is what the pun is in uh, in Japanese. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not something that I could pick up on. Yeah, fucking Officer Boyle. <laughs> God, I miss Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That, that, that had a really strong last season. I was impressed. I should watch it more. I've only seen clips, but it's really funny. Oh, yeah. I just love how every time they have like a cutaway, instead of like a noise effect, they use a walkie-talkie sound. That's cute. Yep. You're cute. I can't believe you're just you're coming on to me like this. In the oh, of, man. In the you know what else is... Oh, uh, Jordan, would you read 10 more chapters of the series? I would. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think this was a very enjoyable first chapter. Ideology issues notwithstanding, this was this was a lot of fun to read. Yep, no issues. And then Joey, if this series is a painful remaining forty six chapters, I will. I'll send you my hospital bill. <laughs> I was like, what's something mildly threatening that's not <laughs> actually threatening? <laughs> I will be very disappointed. You don't want to disappoint David. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell your mother that you made me read this series. David's going to send you a picture of him making, like, the most disappointed face he can make, and it's just going to make you feel real sad. Yeah, big sad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. No, 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 no. And then, David, what is your power word? I decided to go with a pun, and I said, excellent. Mm, It took me a second to get that pun. Yes, you were like, David's fucking up his spelling again. No, I, I knew it was an egg pun. I'm like, egg, egg. Oh, yeah. Hard-boiled. Because, uh, yeah, it's hard-boiled, and then uh, I actually liked the series. I thought it was pretty good. So I'm yeah. looking forward to reading the remaining 46 chapters. And then how about you, Jordan? Mine is fishy, because there's a lot of fish, and mm-hmm. I'm worried about what its point is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that that's true. That's true. All right. And then, Jordan, shall we turn it to the Q&A? Let's fucking do it, man. All right, let's do it. So I want to give a shout out to everyone who submitted their questions. We've been getting a ton of questions, so we really try and go through them as best we can. Just as a reminder, really the way we prioritize things is, first of all, if you are a patron of King of the Forest or higher, you, of course, get hired priority. If this is your first time asking a question, and then after that, if really you haven't had a question answered in the last four or five episodes, yes, I've literally built an Excel sheet that actually analyzes the answer, like the number of questions to ask, the answer rate, and then when they were last answered, so we can flag the people that are most in need. Um, and if you are interested in submitting us a question, you can do so in the Shonen Flop Discord, where we have a dedicated question asking. I will note we also have a dedicated suggestion. Thanks. So also, if you want to ask us, will you cover X series, just feel free to post it there. And if you want us to explicitly cover a series, then you can do that through the power of being a Chainsaw Man patron, as we have done for Marty when we covered Iron Knight. Power of the Chainsaw. Compels you. The saw is the law. (laughs) So getting into it, we have a question from Albi who asks, what generally well-respected manga series do you hate with a passion? Well, as I have learned, apparently Phantom Seer is generally well-respected, and I fucking hate Phantom Seer. Yeah, I'll go with Phantom Seer. That was definitely our hottest take. Also, as we talked about, I just don't really like Naruto very much. 
Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, that's very totally fair. not yeah. Mark is having like the time of his life watching. I'm like, ah, okay, yeah, but you know, I'm even it was totally... like most people thought this part was bad, but I really liked it. And I was like, yeah, because it wasn't very good. Yeah, you know what? Totally not Mark had some takes on the Chimera Ant arc that I disagreed yeah. with. So you know what? That's I'm okay with disagreeing with him on other things. More like totally off Mark. Hey! Ooh, that's pretty good. Also, we should really talk about Mother's Basement said that uh, Thriller Bark was like top five One Piece arcs. Mm, he's right. I had a discussion with him about that on Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he hasn't watched G8 though, so I really asked him if he'll watch that and how he would rank that with the canon material because that is like one few pieces of filler ever created for an anime. G8 was fun. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to be a movie, which actually would have been really cool. That makes sense, yeah. Next question, though, is from Mr. Jones Golding, and they ask, are there any good manga that you would be more appreciative to after having read so many mediocre bad series? You know something? It's funny that you mentioned Naruto because, uh, like, last last uh, episode, I said, like, oh, Naruto started, like, shit. But then I thought about it after you guys dogpiled on me. And, like, no, actually, Naruto starts out pretty fucking well, actually. Like, the, the first chapter, I still remember it pretty solidly. And when I compare it to the other first chapters of that, that we've covered on here, like, no, it blows it out of the fucking water. I mean, Naruto up to, like, the end of the Chinese exam is extremely strong. Like, it's probably yeah. on par with, like, One Piece and Hunter x Hunter, and then, <sighs> yeah. At least, at least on par with Bleach. I mean, what would you say, like, what's better, up to the end of the Chunin exam or the end of Soul Society? Which two do you prefer more? Well, the end of Soul Society is, like, significantly longer than the end of the Chunin exam because that shit goes on forever. But... That's fair. You know, it's tough. Like, uh, I have more stronger memories of Soul Society, mm -hmm. but I think the stuff that happens in the Chunin exam is just way better paced. It's just way more well put together. Bleach, as has been discussed many times by many people, has an issue of just where it's just not put together very well. Yeah. Uh, so I would actually, I would say the Chunin exam, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I actually, though, would say I think Zipman is definitely a series that's gained a lot of points since we've read it, where yeah. we really thought Zipman was below average the quality of a lot of series. And I still think it is a flop. Like, I did drop it in real time. But we have truly seen what it means to be a bad Shonen Jump series. No, Zipman is like a top level flop. Like, it yeah. is like on the cusp. You know, there's some really well done shit in there that every other series just fucking fails at miserably. Yeah, like we didn't know there were series that had bad writing and bad art, while Zipman mm -hmm. has extremely strong art. And just middling writing, not even like trash writing, just like middling. Exactly. Uh, man, that was a really fun question. Thanks for asking it. Next one is a combination question because two people kind of asked us the same thing. So we're combining T-Wolfwood and ZZ Digital. Yeah. So they ask, how far ahead do you record episodes before posting them? And how long does it editing an episode take on average? So really, our average workflow is we have about eight days where we usually record the episode the Sunday before the episode comes out the following Monday. Uh, this can be plus or minus, you know, a day. Sometimes we record on Monday. Sometimes we record uh, the week beforehand due to scheduling or vacations, what have you. But that's typically our standard is we record the Sunday for the following Monday. And then we usually we record at the same time, 1 p.m. Eastern, usually 
for chibi and regular episodes. And then the Patreon bonus is really just when we have an opening in our schedule. So like a Friday afternoon or right now is a Saturday. And then uh, the process is for the main episode, I edit it. It's about eight hours to edit a main episode where I re- listen to it twice. Usually my first pass is I do a track alignment where I'm just going, taking out any redundant audio, you know, bad takes, or if someone said something, it really just didn't add to the episode and making sure all the audio is aligned so no one's talking over each other. And then I do like a polishing pass from getting rid of all the ums, any background noise and really making judgments about like what scenes like getting deleted scenes that we put on the Patreon and usually cutting out about 20 to 30 minutes because one of our policies when we record a main episode is I set I literally set a timer for an hour and 20 minutes and that's how long we want the recording because it you know it takes about an hour for every 10 minutes of raw audio so going past that it just becomes too difficult to edit the episode in a reasonable time frame and then Jordan Jordan does perhaps the most important thing where he does a final pass just you know after you've listened to the same audio twice it's it's easy to miss things and sometimes identify redundancies where someone maybe said something during the positives and then mentions it again as a miscellaneous file and you're like oh I can cut one of these that it's just hard to remember when you're listening to it for the first time and then uh, we flipped that process pretty much for the chibi where same thing Jordan handles the editing of mm-hmm. the chibi uh, he also handles really editing the Patreon content just because the chibi is a lighter lift yeah for instance the Dan to Dan episode that just came out that was really his baby and then likewise I just do a final polishing where I spend like an hour just cutting maybe five five-ish minutes from you know the 30-ish minutes of audio and then when David sends me his edited main episode I typically go through it and just kind of move things around so that they flow a little better I cut out like a little bit of extra space and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like you know the heavy lifting was already done but yeah that's pretty much our process uh, thanks for asking that and we actually yeah. have a Shonen Flop editing guide which I've posted a few times but if people want I'm happy to I'm actually always constantly keeping it updated as I try new techniques and that's been a really awesome process I've collaborated with some other people in the podcasting world like Dylan from Anime Out of Context Cabinet of Dr. Mystery as well so shout out to them who've really also been a big help of me being able to improve just the audio quality and hopefully the episodes have been sounding better as time goes on I know certainly they do compared to our first time. episode at least you know yeah exactly <laughs> So the next question is also from ZZ Digital, where they ask, Jordan, would you eat a devil fruit? You can't specifically pick one, but as he asked, but I will say, is there, if you would say no in a vacuum, is there anyone you would be willing to eat if you knew what the fruit was? I would eat a devil fruit because I don't swim that much. Mm -hmm. I mean, cool. I can get a cool power and it won't really affect my life that poorly, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's worth the gamble, having superpowers, fun stuff, and eh, swimming's not that important. Yeah. Okay, and then our last question comes from Weeaboobs Ash, who <laughs> asks, if a battle royale started with all the shonen protagonists from all the flop series, who would win and why? This is a hard question. I have a couple answers. My immediate answer is, well, obviously it would be Jim Naruto because he's just really cool. Yeah. But then I kind of realized, no, what would actually happen is the Royale would start and then the King of the Forest, Mora King, would bring everybody under his rulership and show them that fighting is unnecessary. Are you sure it's not the protagonist of Iron Knight and then they found they found Israel? You, you mean, uh, you mean oh, Red sorry. Sprite? <laughs> Red Sprite and they found Israel. Uh, I think that even the protagonist of Red Sprite would be charmed by Mora King. <laughs> That's fair. I was actually thinking, you know who would last probably a really long time? Who? The protagonist, Teenage Renaissance David, because he would just pretend <laughs> to be a statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My other idea was that uh, Heidi from fucking Hungry Joker would just pull some superpower out of out of his ass and just win somehow. Oh yeah, didn't he became kind of omnipotent at the end, so actually he might be the most powerful protagonist of any of these series by the end of the series. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, shit, what even happened in Samurai 8? Did, like, 
it's like the ending of Madoka where he's just like part of the universe now. Yeah, it's not so much that he would win as much as he has evolved past the need for any sort of conflict. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Candy Flurry girl would also do really well. She would. Why don't we, we'll just go from the top. Uh, this I feel like this could be a special in itself, but we'll just yeah. go through this real quick. Like, would they make it to the finals? So we'll say Zipman, yes. Yeah. Golem Hearts, no. No. Robot Laser Beam, no. Beast no. Children, no. Guardian no. of the Witch, no. No. Dark Mage. Mm. That's literally what he does is fight. Yeah, I think Dark Mage would be all right. He's, a, he's literally a designed for this. Yeah. SWAT, no. Samurai, eight. Let's just not consider him because he's pretty much God. Yeah. Mashal, we'll skip. Ooh. He's... Yeah, it's Ma- not well, a Mashal's not a flop. That's not protect. a flop, yeah, yeah. Bone Collection, no. Eight? Well, in her... They, like, she... lost their powers at the end of that series. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, Mitama Security, no. No. Stealth Symphony, he's dead anyway. I can't remember <laughs> the powers just... in that series. They were very complicated. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's see. Hungry Joker, yes. Yeah. Oh, Time Paris Ghost Rider, definitely no. not. Barrage. Mm. Mm, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, uh, whatever. Took Jim Naruto, yes. Yes. Neolation, no, because no. not all of them have cell phones. Yeah. Beachy, yes. <sighs> I guess, maybe? I don't know. Ozu, uh, no. No. Blood Oath, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> Morikin, you said he goes for the diplomatic victory. Yeah, and I think he, he, think he nails it. Yep, double arts, no. No. Cool Shock BT. <laughs> Actually, Morking <laughs> versus Cool Shock BT. I that would rule. I would love to see that. All right, yeah, but I think I think BT just, he's he's not smart enough to overpower some of the actual people legitimately powers. Yeah, I think BT would constantly be trying to trick Morking and it just didn't work. Uh, he would just tell him cool bug facts. Yeah. Oh, I love that meme where it's like, cool bug fact, you came from the void, why do you fear returning to it? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Godspeed. No. Mm, Teenage. What? What? Godspeed. Uh, oh oh fuck! Yeah. Doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. I think Godspeed would. I think he'd he'd make it. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Renaissance David. I legitimately think his strategy would work. <laughs> no, if he's smart enough to do that. But if he did, I think he could at least make it to the top ten. Well, I don't know if he knows he's a statue. That's true. Hell Warden. No. I tell no. C. No. no. Red Sprite. Yes. He's got legitimate powers. He does. I think he would put up a fight against Jim Naruto, so I'm saying yeah. Okay, double tie say no. No. <laughs> They're this is shogi. <laughs> Bill King, no. No, fuck that. Iron Knight, Iron yes. Knight might. Yeah, Iron Knight. Uh, Candy Flurry, yes. Yes. Bokasan, no. I can't even remember if they were strong the cat, enough. Cat yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Monster Tamer Girls, no. No. Let's see. Red Hood? Yeah. No. No? What is he? What? Well, uh, yeah, I guess if you're talking about Velo, then yeah. I'm talking yeah. about the main character. Yeah, yeah not, you're right. Uh, you're right. Grimwood. And, yeah. and then, yeah. And uh, so would uh, Debonair. Debonair would do Debonair, really well. Debonair would actually win. She would actually kill a lot <laughs> of people. <laughs> yeah, a 1500 Fahrenheit is very hot. Yeah. <laughs> I could see her fighting the Candy Flurry Girl, just melting all the candy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's not Debonair who would be the rep, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that was a really fun question. Yeah, thanks for asking. We should do a special where we do like really difficult like questions in that. Yeah, where we actually like think this out. Maybe that would be a good piece of Patreon content is doing like these high concept. But that's the problem is like if you're asking a question like this, you're not a patron. You won't get to hear what the answer is, which is kind of like, hey, you want to pay us to hear what we thought of your really cool question? Hey, listener, you want to pay us to hear what we thought of your uh, really cool question? We'll leave it to you guys. If you think that would be a fun piece of content where we'll do some of these like questions that we could spend literally five, 10 minutes, like 20 minutes on. And we're like, let's hear David and Jordan really actually discuss 
for every single protagonist how a battle royale would go for these series and release this patron no no here's what here's what we do we do that and then if the person who asks a question is not on in the patreon we just send them a link to like download it because we you know we answered their question specifically so yeah so tell us though if people want us to try that or even just this question you really want us to just completely go through the whole thing and really think about it and say this is a person that would win uh this battle royale of all the shonen flop protagonists yeah and then uh that though speaking of winners that takes us to the end of the episode so thank you everyone who submitted their questions thank you so much listeners you're you're the best you give me life you know in this world of depression you make it worth living thank you so much Yes, and thank you, Jordan, for being a great co-host. Oh, you're very welcome, David. I do it for you. And then uh, in terms of other shout-outs, I want to give a thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Nicole for helping us with social media. Thank you, Luke, for being our community producer. And be sure to join the Shona Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. We have a book club and do regular movie nights. Like we said, this is where you can go and submit some awesome questions. Always happy to have new faces in Discord asking us questions. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks, ranging from exclusive mini-episodes, priority in the QA, or even just getting to uh, help us figure out what content we're going to be making. I also want to give a shout out to Paradactyl Ghost for being a Chainsaw Man level patron, Gabe, Mark, Marty, T. Wolfwood, Matt, Overrated Apples for being King of the Forest, and Tristan, Denna, Marabara, Hydra, Dylan, Alexander, Zorak, Shingo Sekimoto, Trevor Schechner, Silly Rock, Rookie, Yaji Black, Mike Carpenter, and BS for being Galactic Ball Federation officers. Man, that list is getting long, but I fucking love it. And then though, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, consider buying some merch. We have a ton of awesome designs, including the much-requested Gomez Moon and Mashable Punching Harry Potter shirts, along with cover art from each of our other episodes. And no worries, though, if you can't help the show out financially. If you could just like, rate, review, or share our show, it means a ton. Even telling one friend to check us out means a lot. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And with that, okay, David, fucking say it! Keep on flopping, floppers. (laughs) That was me trying to make a dolphin noise. What the fuck was that?